from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Of course, of course. I love her butt. Yeah, I love her butt is the way a yeah. lot of things... <laughs> Uh, Clayton Fletcher's here. Hey, Clay- Clayton, did, did you know about this? No. Well, you know, there was a fight outside the Republican Club back in October, and there had been a lot of lead-up to this, like, you know, Gavin McInnes was going to be speaking, no. and it's sort of a Proud Boy kind of event. People would, would show up. Uh, when it when word got out that Gavin was going to be there, there started to be a lot of damage, a lot of graf- some graffiti, uh, bricks thrown through windows, alarm system broken, thousands of dollars in damage. And then there ended up being some kind of a skirmish afterwards, even though they had kind of predicted the whole thing might happen. Uh, and then they got it on tape. It was sort of a setup. No victims came forward for Antifa. None. But they went ahead and charged them anyway, because to not charge them would be to let the alt-right get away with it or something. You know, like what they believe to be the worst individuals in the community. So how so. do you have a how do you have a trial with no victims? Well, you have video, and they just went on the video. Yeah. I think that those victims should have to come forward. Most of them took plea deals, but nobody was going to plead guilty to a felony. Well, I what don't did think. the hospital say at the time? Hospital? Yeah, was there a big, like, What hospital? There was no... Injuries that night? No, there's no hospital. <laughs> there were only a couple of people involved. Like, it was very short and very nothing. The cops saw the whole thing happen and didn't arrest anybody. Because they're right. just like, everybody just go home, you know, they don't want to fuck with this. And it wasn't anything. So, I mean, this is life-changing shit over a minor skirmish. No injuries. Nobody got hurt. No victims came forward. But it was all in the media. It was all political. From the governor down, the governor, the state, attorney general, they were all talking about this thing. The city council, Corey Johnson, held a press conference the next day. I went to it. The stuff they were saying was outlandish. So it was politically motivated totally uh you think if the same skirmish had taken place over whether the red Sox are better than the yankees outside of a bar in midtown uh there might not have been quite as much publicity for it well yeah i guarantee nobody would have ever heard about it and there certainly wouldn't have been uh, you know and and really all the damage at the republican club to me indicates that they were there to start shit and they were Antifa. It's Antifa. Antifa showed up that night. It was about 75 of them or something lined up across the street outside the event. And they, you know, were trying to run into some of these proud boys, you know. And Why are they so against fascism anyway? I would like to know that myself. I'm starting to think fascism is a pretty good idea. Although the anti-fascists are actually, and I know that this is a very cliche thing to say, but, you know, they're the ones that have that authoritarian streak and want to shut people down. Boy, they, do they ever talk about them nice in the media, though? Like, if you have a rally going on, it's not like there's going to be any violence just out of the rally normally. People get together and they go, hey, we like this, and they leave. So when you have a counter-protest, that's when the violence begins to be like, oh, okay, maybe you're there to start a fight, and you're there to be beaten up. I mean, like, you have the right to protest, but, you know, you see what I mean? Like, that's, it's not like you can go, well, these people who come to town, they're the problem. Sure, but what do Proud Boys actually stand for? They don't stand for anything except drinking and a sense of fraternity and, uh, like, hanging out. I mean, I, I honest to God... I've met a ton of them. They drink in bars. They make jokes. They go home at the end of the night. Well, I mean, there's like some of them have like, uh, I mean, you know, of course, you know, the rap on them is that they're this like kind of racist white supremacist uh, group. And then like a lot of them are black. A lot of them, you know, one of them that was on trial had a black wife. So there are black are there, kids. There are black 
Proud Boys. Yes, black ones, gay ones, super gay ones. There's a white one who sucks black dick. Wow. A, a white gay who sucks black dick. Well, that's something you don't really see in the media. No. <laughs> They don't cover that aspect of it, do they? <laughs> they really don't. It's annoying. It's very annoying. I mean, if you're the media, you're supposed to tell the whole story, right? I mean... Once upon a time. Yeah. And so your job is not only to identify who these people are, but what uh -huh. they stand for and what color dick they suck. <laughs> if indeed they do suck if a indeed, dick. Right. Let's and not that, assume. And that is pertinent to the, their political beliefs. Right. Which and, should be rare, you know, but it's not, apparently. Yeah. It matters. It, it seems like that would greatly inform people. Sodomize it. Like whether or not there's there's an actual uh, reason to fear that this that, that, that these individuals are uh, Nazis. I don't, I, I don't see Nazis like advocating sucking black dick. No, I don't see that either. I just don't. Um, but I do understand the name of them now because, you know, maybe they should be proud. <laughs> they don't all do that, by Well, the way. no, it sounds like you're saying that just the all vice proud president. boys are interracial <laughs> homosexuals. Okay. Yeah, that's what I heard you say. I, I Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, that's what I heard me say. Yeah. <laughs> we can rewind it if you want to. Nah. I stand by. Can't stand, I, I can't stand listening to myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, so many crimes in the city, and uh, and always so much to discuss. And this is a crime that that I do ha I have a recording of. Uh, we, I talked about this with Thomas Palladino, but I want to get your take here because I don't know what happened. A mother of six was found knifed to death outside a Brooklyn grocery store, and she was killed by another woman during a fight, according to police sources and friends. It's 33-year-old Tiffany Armstrong found sprawled 33 with six kids, by the way, uh, on the street in front of the uh, Cherry Valley supermarket. This is, you know, wherever, Pitkin Avenue in violent Brooklyn. Stab wounds in her stomach, which police initially thought were self-inflicted. She later died at the hospital. Investigators learned Armstrong had been arguing with a rival. A rival. A rival. Yeah. I don't, that's what I'm, I don't know what that is. Was I this... don't know who's a rival of a 33-year-old mother of six. Maybe a 34-year-old mother of five. Ah! <laughs> You know, there's like a or a 32-year-old mother of seven. <laughs> Could be a lot of variations, right? Well, uh, maybe they were upset about the, the grocery store. Well, they had something to do with the grocery store. Like, why are you shopping here? Maybe that's what started the argument. And they, they were, they had a, maybe they both tried to reach for the same box of cereal or something? Yeah, or baby food, right? Yeah, yeah. Diapers. These a rival. expensive. Yeah, <laughs> rival. It's someone who rivals her. Do you have a rival yourself? Yeah, I'm not sure if anyone counts as my rival. Like, there's people oh. that don't like me, of course, but I don't know if I have an actual... I wouldn't call it a rivalry. I don't. I guess I don't have any rivalry with anybody. Yeah, no one's going to stab me in the stomach six times unless it's just a random act of violence. There's no Pittsburgh Steelers to my Dallas Cowboys <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't ever name the woman. Mm -mm. It knows it's a rival. Just a rival, yeah. So, uh, okay, I guess. So let's try to figure out why they would report it in this way um, when a crime is committed. That's a good question. Why would they report it in this way? Yeah, I mean, I know we often question the, you know, this one's like a daily news story. It's probably in other publications as well. But why would they choose to okay. just say that the attacker in this case, or uh, the winner of the fight, if you will, was a rival. Well, I have some ideas about that let's now. Hear, now that you put now ideas. that you put it that way. Yeah. I pose you this question. Why? And 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 that is not something that I had thought about before. It's very likely that the woman who got stabbed was fucking this woman's husband hmm. or boyfriend. That would create a sense of rivalry between them. And you would describe that as a rival 
and feel like you, I've responsibly told the story here. Right. And do they give the, um, the name alleged, of the killer? Yeah, alleged killer's name. They do not. Because the, the victim, Tiffany Armstrong, 33, mm-hmm. we get to know her name and age, yeah. but not the person who allegedly, but we do know the other person is a woman. An arrival at that. A woman and a rival, and and that's all we know. Uh, we don't. We, at the rest of it, everything else that's described, I'll, I'll say what surveillance <laughs> video recovered from the supermarket shows another woman stabbing Armstrong and walking away. Right. And police wouldn't comment about the contents of the surveillance footage. Uh, and then the rest of it is just she was in shock, heartbroken pal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she babysat. Here she was great. Uh, Recently became a grandmother. Uh, right, but, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so if she stabbed her and walked away, I tend to, I, I'm really confident in that assessment. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that makes the most sense. Yeah, that's probably. What do you do? You think? Do you have an alternate? No, I really don't. And there are a, a wide range of reasons why the police wouldn't want to disclose the uh, information contained in the surveillance footage. I get that. Uh, sometimes police want, you know, because it's an ongoing investigation, they don't want to tell the whole public the whole story in case they get a tip on who this other woman is. But the fact that she's being called a rival makes me think that they know exactly who she is. You yeah. can't just say that someone's a rival, can no, you? No, they know. I mean, if somebody, if, if, if they're fucking, no, no. Not unless they know who it is. Yeah. By the way, picture of uh, the proud boy here. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, uh, I, I believe that this individual was waving. <laughs> yeah, so we're looking at a picture of a uh, Caucasian male. In a suit. In a suit and tie, uh, holding his hand up in a manner that could be construed as uh, yeah, a know, Nazi salute. A Nazi salute, yeah. You, if, you have, if, you, if somebody's waving, like going up to what you can't wave and bypass that whole gonna position. going to go through that spot, yeah. Unless you, like... Bring it in like that and never ever straight arm it until it's like in full. I mean that's weird. That, so yeah. yeah, and and if you obviously are taking photos for you've got great equipment, you you take a picture of every stage on the way up because they don't go around hiling Hitler because they're not Nazis. I know this for a fact. Anyway, whatever. So it's the jury's got the case. Manhattan jury was asked to decide Wednesday. Wow, whether members of far right neo fascist group. Far-right neo-fascist group. Wow, that is harsh. That's not what you described. You said there are a bunch of guys who like to go out drinking together and have gay sex. (laughs) They were justified when they... uh, They decided whether or not they were justified when they unleashed on a... a, a It was not a brutal beatdown, either unopposing extremist group. That's Antifa. Or if they were just practicing what they preach. So you could pretty much go through this article and you pretty much have an issue with at least one sentence in each and every paragraph, don't you? Uh, Let's see. Let's see if I do. In closing arguments, Assistant DA Joshua Steinglass said Maxwell Hare and John Kinsman instigated the ferocious brawl outside. Okay. I don't have any problem with the fact that they said that. Right. So uh, that one gets a pass. Uh, The attack was vicious, disproportionate. And most of all, unnecessary. Now, that's, again, if that's a quote, quote, can't really argue with the fact that somebody said that. Uh, Pulling up footage of a hulking kinsman issuing a straight arm salute (laughs) (laughs) moments before the assault. 
It's just, why would you do a straight arm salute moments before you assault someone? Identical to the one he gestured to reporters outside the courtroom Wednesday. Well, let me just, you know. I mean, if he is doing that to be an asshole, then great. But I don't believe that guy's a Nazi. I also don't believe his arm is straight. In no. Picture. It appears to be bent. So I would say that's misreported. I don't, yeah, and they will do, they, they'll gloss over, you know. Now, on the other treatment. hand, Patrick. On the other hand, what? Maybe. You don't have to have it perfectly straight. Maybe he's not a, gr- a good Nazi. Yeah, he's, he doesn't have a good form when he does the Nazi salute. Sloppy Nazi. And, it, <laughs> and if he wanted to um, instigate this, quote, vicious attack that was also, quote, unnecessary in the name of Adolf Hitler for some reason, it would make sense for him to make that particular gesture. I suppose. Um, but I... Just have never heard Hitler discussed with any reverence whatsoever when I'm in the company of these guys. And I've been in the company of these guys. Sure, I know these guys. I have, uh, yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> whatever, man. Defendant Kinsman <laughs> is far from cowering in fear. So, like, they're trying to make it sound like he's not afraid for his life right. or whatever. So, no. so, so they're trying to, like, disprove self-defense or, yeah. or whatever, I guess. Yeah, look, we have this picture of him with his hand up. Yeah, so. does he look afraid? He's yeah. a big, fat guy. Well, the prosecutor added that the meaning behind Kinsman's gesture was not d- uh, difficult to interpret, given mm-hmm. that his arm shot up as members of the leftist group. Antifa began chanting, no Nazis, no KKK, no fascist USA. No Trump. <laughs> okay, so they were chanting Who says that? No that. Nazis, no KKK, no fascist USA, no Trump. No, that's not right. It's out it's, of it's, order. It's no it Trump. rhyme this way. It goes no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA, and and no Nazis isn't in there. It's not in the chant. Yeah, it's not in the chant at all. It's no, it's no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA, uh, period. So, but that doesn't work for what we're trying to do with the picture. We need Nazi in we there. We throw that in there, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm glad that someone can see it my way. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be objective but here. Potential, I, I mean, if you're trying to be objective... I'm then that's this. what I'm doing. And if you've heard the chant... You know what... Yeah. Again, it's no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA. That's yeah. the one and only version of that I've heard. Yeah. Uh, now, here's my thing. Uh, like, when people come down on Trump, uh, they they tend to make things up about him. But uh, I think he does enough crazy stuff that they should just be honest. Like, this is what really happened. They shouldn't have to inflate the story or, 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 cha- or exaggerate... To, to make their point. Why do they, why do you think they do that? Or, or like this article, like why do we have to throw Nazis in there? If this is just like factual reporting of the news, uh-huh. then why do we need to change the chant and make this picture look a certain way? Like why? Why? Because they're trying to tell a story about good and evil, right and wrong, bad guy, good guy. Now, they're not really like, that's why they just said another opposing extremist group. They're not really playing up the Antifa part. Right. And the fact that they did a lot of damage to the place beforehand and stuff like that. Maybe they could say, well, we don't feel that's relevant to the case. Fine. But they need a, a bad guy and a good guy. And so if you want a bad guy, you can, I mean, a Nazi is a good way to go for a bad guy. And so yeah, like I mean, they really, really um, stretch it to Nazi. They can't just like make it like, no, trust us. They don't want any ambiguity. Right. It's got to be clear. Even if that means it doesn't rhyme anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And as a musician, this is what bothers me the most, is mm. that KKK 
doesn't rhyme with Trump. No, it certainly doesn't. It says acknowledging the case is ultimately about the one-sided beatdown. Steinglass, that's the attorney, the DA, the ADA, asked the journey to consider the correlation between the Proud Boys' racist and misogynistic rhetoric and the brutality of the attack itself. These defendants are on trial for what they did, not what they believe, he said. It is important to recognize the historical the historical context. Wow. Well, that's that's certainly making this grandiose. Hare and Kinsman took the stand in their defense Tuesday, uh, where they alleged they were justified in the attack as they felt their lives were in danger. In response, Steinglass played footage of the aftermath of the brawl, where Kinsman can be heard saying, "I just stomped the shit out of him." Uh, they're bragging about how much fun it was. Steinglass told the jury in the argument, "They're proud of their actions. They were." Um, pariahs from the beginning. They're bragging about how fun it was, Steinglass told the jury. They're, they're proud of their actions. Now, uh, the ADA asked the jury to compare Harris' soft-spoken demeanor during his testimony with his booming voice captured on video the night of the attack. He's not scared when he's clapping and waving to rally the troops. He's not even scared in the midst of the brawl itself. He's not afraid of confrontations. He seeks them out. The prosecutor asked jurors to weigh the odds this is really detailed court coverage, by the way. Yeah, it really is. The prosecutor asked the jurors to weigh the odds that Hare really cut his knuckles on the ground rather than from punching someone's face, as he testified Tuesday when he said he shaved his head for a hunting trip, not to change his appearance for wanted po- from wanted posters. Wanted posters. Is that still a what thing? What wanted posters could I haven't there been be? to the post office in a while, but... <laughs> what wanted posters? <laughs> uh, let, let me... I, I don't mean to be the devil's advocate. Please, please, I don't care. Just ask a question. No, it all holds up. Uh, <laughs> if the Proud Boys are simply a group of bon vivants who enjoy a drink from time to time, I and, didn't say you could use French. And, <laughs> and gallivanting around the neighborhood mm-hmm. in a, in a merry way. Yes. Uh, then why would a group decide that they are somehow uh, not wanted in the neighborhood because of their because um, they are conservative. They tend to they tend to be conservative. It's not required. They but they tend to be conservative, and they also are they're anti antifa. You know, I mean, they don't like the fact that say when Milo goes to speak at Berkeley, the whole thing gets shut down because antifa is dangerous. And if it gets a lot of cooperation from local police forces out in the West Coast, especially like in Portland, where they have Ted Wheeler, the mayor slash police commissioner, who goes, no, go ahead, let it, let's let it play out. Or in Berkeley, where they go, ah, fuck it, you know, uh, their kids will be kids. Let them set a few things on fire. When they do square off, you know, like Antifa will show up for like, you know, some kind of like Christian right event and try to ruin it and shut it down. They like they love to shut shit down. And so Proud Boys would show up and just try to like, you know, be like a counterbalance to that. And whenever they would mix it up, man, there's some great videos of Proud Boys beating the shit out of Anifa. So, really funny stuff. Right? Yeah. Big punches and like they never came out on the winning side of it because, you know, they they're just dressed in black and and they look real scary, but if you're not scared of them and these guys can fight, you know, they can fight and they did uh, I mean, I'm not calling them angels, you know, but young men fight sometimes. And I think they feel that they're on the side of good. And if you believe in capitalism, then you would agree. <laughs> because <laughs> Antifa is the militant arm of communism, no matter what you think. And 
and they oppose that. So anyway, long that's a that's a long answer to the question. They they are sworn enemies based on the fact that Antifa is a military arm of, of like a, a communist socialist kind of a um, you know belief and, and way of looking at the world. And and Proud Boys are very much not that. They do say that they are Western chauvinists who will not apologize for creating the modern world. And, you know, again, that goes against all the identity politics of the left. So it's just like oil and water. Yeah, oil and water. Exactly. I, I feel like today the the discourse has just become so polarized. You're either with me or against me. Things are either black or white. Um, and I just don't think that that's how the world works. But I'm glad you gave your answer because you know these people yeah. uh, personally uh, in a way that I don't. Like most of my friends are straight. You know what I mean? They don't have gay sex with each other like your friends do. So, but man, if you want to be yeah. a square, that's cool. I mean, I'm in New York City. <laughs> I got a lot of friends in there in jazz and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the groups, uh, in uh, of, of the group's intent, he said, uh, the jurors need to look no further than the Proud Boys changing their bylaws about violence on the heels of the attack. An amendment made to the online Proud Boys Constitution in November stated any requirement for a brother to commit a violent act as a condition uh, pr- uh precedent to receiving higher status within the group had been abolished so they don't uh, advocate violence in order to you know advance any or, or accumulate status in the group so uh, the as of november the, uh, by the amendment yeah they used to i think that they used to have that in there you know where it was like uh if you um and i don't even know what it was what what, what was the violent thing they were supposed to do but now that has been abolished it's been abolished yeah and it was probably more or less tongue-in-cheek to begin with I would guess, but you know, this whole thing got started at Compound Media. It was Kumia Studio at the time. Tell me. Did you know that? Because Gavin used to have a show there called The Gavin McKenna Show, and there was a guy named worked in the, he was like a producer of the show or whatever, I guess. Sure. He was a virgin, and he kind of just didn't do anything. And he had this kind of like, and, and, Gavin would yell at him for being shitty at his job, but then he would get to know him and go like, what are you, you're a what? And as he discovered more about this, he, he inferred some things about young men and like what's going on with them and, and the position that they're put in these days where, you know, there's a lot more women in universities now and a lot more women are, they've, they've started, I think they make a lot more money sometimes too. In general, you know, guys are staying home and playing video games and becoming fuck-ups, and women are going to college and, and sort of excelling, and they're encouraged. Boys are sort of mocked. Uh, their masculinity is toxic. The, that's where the proud boys comes in. I'm, a, you know, just proud and boy. And <laughs> he would sing. And so, like, he formed it slowly over time, and they would sing that fucking stupid song. It's, it's Aladdin, I think. I'll make you proud of your boy. It's really gay, <laughs> really gay. And they would, and and so they, he just made up a little club. Okay, I said he just made up a little club, and it caught on all over the world. That's to me. If you come up with that, there was a void there, because you because nobody does that just because they're fans of a dude. It's like there's a reason for that. That need for fraternity was being filled by them. So, so I mean, in a like, sense, they are men's rights activists. To use a uh, loaded phrase. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make it sound even gayer than you have previously made it sound, even worse than the. the (laughs) (laughs) 
I just talked about how hot it was when they right, made love right. to each other. Understood. Understood. Now, Understood. I didn't mean to make it gay. <laughs> Lawyers for the two defendants <laughs> said prosecutors had demonized McInnes and alleged a secret conspiracy between Antifa, the Manhattan DA's office, and the NYPD. Well, it's hard to deny at least some of that when NYPD found out some of the Proud Boys' identity by video, the, 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 for, by doxing, Antifa's doxing, whatever. Uh, they're, uh, they're not the New York County District Attorney's Office. They're the New York County Antifa's Office. Woof. Uh, representing uh, Maxwell Hare, uh, Defense Attorney Ronald Hart, said members of Antifa clad in plastic gloves and black masks engaged in the exact type of attack alleged of Hare and his co-defendant, Clayton, where are you going to be? Is there anything I can promote, a show or something like that? Yeah, for sure. A big event in November out in L.A. You can find it on my website, ClaytonFletcher.com. I'm doing this thing for the charity series of poker. Ah. So it's a poker tournament with a comedy show. Celebrity guests playing poker, $10,000 first place prize. You get to come, have dinner, watch a great comedy show. All that's happening in Southern California in November. That's, that's the next big thing I want to plug because all of the profits will benefit the research for epilepsy, which is something I care a lot about. I have an epileptic brother. Ah. So, I mean, it's under control. He takes medicine and everything, but, you know, I, I've seen uh, how much damage that horrible disease can do. So oh, yeah, sure can. About it. Yeah. There's probably a few things as profoundly troubling as seeing someone you love go through a seizure. Oh, absolutely. And just think what might have happened if he had been driving a car at the time or, you know, God forbid. Yeah. Whatever. In a place where having a seizure would have, like, killed him or, or put other people in danger so uh -huh. you know uh i've always you know we discovered this about him when he was a teenager so um i've always been a kind of an epilepsy advocate it's cool of you like that that you guys decided to keep him you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i think the uh, abortion after age 15 is like a little controversial nowadays yeah there's all sorts of options <laughs> but i get you Okay, so that's in November. Any date or just in November? It's sometime in November. I don't okay. have the dates in front of me. I think it's the 23rd, but check my website, ClaytonFletcher.com. Get your tickets for that. ClaytonFletcher.com. ClaytonFletcher.com. Thanks one more time, Clayton. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.